0: Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. I'm always thrilled to get this opportunity to talk with you listeners and to interview exciting women that have just had such incredible lives and they're willing to share them with you. You know, Second Wind is about, for that new listener, I want to share this. It's about those times in your lives that we all go through as women. They could be times that have just absolutely stopped us in our tracks. They can deal with our marriages, our divorces, our becoming a parent, recovery from some major illness in our life. Moving, an empty nest, retiring, oh my goodness, retiring when your spouse retires, you don't necessarily retire. Experiencing loss or trauma or just retiring from a job that you are just not happy in or that you're trying to exist and you're stopped by so many things that say you can't move on. So second wind is here. to help you, to tackle those things, to know the treasures that you have inside of you are just within your reach. Last week, you know, I kind of used the analogy of spring. I don't know about you, but I have yellow pollen all over my car these days. And spring is so exciting because it promises new. It promises color With the flowers, it promises so much. And that would be if you're in East Texas. I don't know if you're in the desert, it would give you that. But we experience the colors change here in Tyler. And the colors are exciting and they promise you so much, I think, so much happiness. But there's always something that when we see the spring, although we're very excited about the newness, there's always some underlying doubt and fear that comes up. Will all my annual plants, those that come back automatically every year, will they return? Has the winter been too tough on them? Will the grass come back? Those are all doubts and fears that we all have if we have a yard. Well, on May the 6th, Wednesday, May the 6th, I will be doing a workshop in Tyler, Texas, that will be addressing That topic of doubts and fears. You know, if we knew that we could live a life without limits, that would require that we address some of those doubts and fears. How can we live life knowing that those won't stop us anymore, but will only be used as alert signals? Let's say I'm alerting you to this, but don't stop. Keep moving forward. Well, that's what you're going to learn that day at the workshop. It's going to be at one Realty's location, and all of that information will be going out. So if you are really interested in being part of that, I want you to go to my website. Let us know you're there. Sign up for the newsletter that I do every month, and that will have all the information about the workshop. I really want you there, because this could be life-changing for so many of, of us. We're always dealing with those thousand fears. Today, my guest is one of those important people that you can call on to help you move through situations in life. Adele Wang is her name, or Wong, and maybe she may want to correct me there, but we met on our journey of creating our skills, but she is in a different field from where I am in that she works with energy in helping heal people. She is a certified energy medicine healer and intuitive guide. She helps sensitive and smart professional women clear the anxiety and stress of perfectionism. Oh, perfectionism. That's so we can be more successful and happier in our personal lives. With her ability to see people's energetic auras, she blends many different approaches in energetic and spiritual work so that her clients can achieve the maximum results in the shortest time. Working with Adele, women are able to find more peace, productivity, and physical relief from stress-related illnesses. She, too, has studied with many of the best energy medicine healers in the world. And it is my pleasure to be able to call Adele Wang, my friend my coach and my uh fellow traveler on this world world of coaching because she is a coach and healer. So welcome Adele. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Joyce.
1: I want now okay, tell me your is it Wang
2: or Wong? Um I answer to either. Um oh, I usually girl. say Wong <laughs> myself, but either's fine. <laughs> All right. Now <laughs>
1: You know that I'm always, I love for, you know, I've told them where you are today. You're a very successful energy healing, helping many, many women, not only in the Atlanta, Georgia area, where is it is your primary residence, but you also work with people all over the world through your Skype, through the Skype. What would we do without Skype? How it's enriched our lives, But I always like to have my guests tell about their background because your background was very um, upfront, very prominent, very visible, but totally in a different field. And it was in the music world. Now I love music. So of course I want you to share this story, but would you tell us about your career in music and, just how you made your transition into this part of your life?
2: Sure. Well, it probably makes sense to rewind a little bit before the music career started. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a family of very bright professionals. Everyone was, you know, advanced degree physician, PhD, and uh, it was a family that in, that valued thinking above mm-hmm. everything. You know, mm-hmm. the answer to life was to know the right thing to do, the right decision, uh, the right answer, uh, the right way to be a friend. Many things like that revolved around thinking to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And so I could think with the best of them and I just did what everyone else in my family did and didn't realize that I also had this other side that was not embraced. You know, I would Mm. see things around, like lights around the dog and uh, things in the (laughs) air that other people didn't see. And I noticed that my mom didn't really like me mentioning such things. Right. Um, At that time, they did start me on the violin, and I did quite well and uh, so well that it was just uh, a given that I would have a professional career as a a concert violinist. Right. so i don't I don't think I ever sat down and thought about whether this was what I wanted to do. I knew that I mm. was very good at it, right, and I think it was a channeling of this sensitivity that I couldn't express verbally went into the instrument mm-hmm. and I was you know winning lots of competitions and it was it was a lot of fun it was easy, but I never really thought whether the, I wanted a career as a professional violinist. it was just because I won all these. Awards that it was a given mm-hmm. and uh by not understanding what I really wanted and being so cut off from my own emotion, especially when it came to dealing with people, mm-hmm. um i um had troubles with, with depression, so while I was training in New York and doing fabulous on the violin on a personal level, I was extremely depressed, but didn't mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. it. I thought this was normal because life is serious, (laughs) you know, we Mm -hmm. work. And um, so it it approached a point where I noticed one day that I was hardly practicing, and this is a very expensive conservatory. I mean, people pay, you know, poodles of money to train for a very rigorous concert career. And I, I noticed, wow, there's a disconnect that I'm practicing so little Mm -hmm. and at the top of my class, something is wrong because if I was motivated, I think at that point I started to notice I wasn't as, as on fire as I would like to be. I could yes. perform, but, you know, so I decided I needed to, uh, you know, kind of look at what I was doing. And so I uh, decided to not pursue the concert violinist c- career, much to the shock of my New York instructors. and oh, I um, bet. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because they just couldn't understand how someone at the top of their class, you know, working so little could do so well. But at that time, I think I felt a little guilty for spending so much of my parents' hard-earned money on Mm -hmm. a degree that, you know, I wasn't applying myself. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was depressed. Right. So uh, long story short, everything that I do today as a healer has been through this journey of being raised to be a thinker, channeling that into music, doing fabulous touring the world winning all these awards, but feeling like that was not what I was supposed to be doing either, and then grappling with depression, and then working with some medicine people, and remembering that I used to see lights around the dog, (laughs) and, you know, so it sort of comes full circle. So that's kind of a nutshell of how I came to be today.
1: Oh, well, that's perfect. Perfect. In that you've, <laughs> I, I have a couple questions, but I'm going to have to revisit them when we come back from break. But I, uh, you know, immediately I'm connected with her because of the love that I have for music. So anytime, you know, I was just drawn to her because, to Adele, because of the music background, you know, we kind of seek out each other. So oh, you all sure. would like her. So we will be back to talk about Adele and more about how she transitioned into her Love Now energy work.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: Kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for?
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Word. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Today we are visiting with Adele Wang, who has, who is a uh, certified energy coach, and she has just energy healer, excuse me, Adele. And she has just, um, shared with us her, her entry into and her life of being in the music world as a concert violinist, which she really achieved much acclaim in that music, in that music industry. So Adele, um, I'm curious, you talked about the, um, the energy that you were receiving through seeing auras or light around your dog. And I'm curious to know at what age that was.
2: I think it was very young, actually. Uh And I didn't understand what I was seeing. Uh I just assumed everyone saw what I did. And I noticed that I got very funny reactions from people Mm -hmm. when I would reference you know, lights around plants. And um, at that time, I didn't understand that seeing energy is is really nothing more than um, perhaps the ability, like, you know, how some people have really good smell, mm-hmm. or like a beagle, mm-hmm. you know, really good. It's, it's It's kind of like that. It's just a sensory ability to pick up on stuff, you know, that some people have a little bit more of. It's not Mm -hmm. anything all that mysterious and, and children seem to have more of it. And -hmm. then, you know, we start thinking for a living and, or, or people that would say, Oh, there's nothing there. You're not smelling anything. And so kids (laughs) say, right, I'm not smelling anything. And so (laughs) I think more people have it than Mm. we think. And it's really Mm. nothing that, um, you know i think people have been watching too much tv sometimes they think it's something like out of paranormal state or it's yeah. just like some people can hear extra high notes mm-hmm. or they have a really fine nose for perfume that it's just it's that there's nothing it's nothing more or less than that and yeah. it, we all have it and some of us just tend to use it more and develop it a little more It's not always visible. Like Mm -hmm. there are times that I don't actually see, but I might feel. And um, I tell many of my clients, because I train many healers, I say, it doesn't really matter if you physically see it or not. If you hear it, you intuit it, you sense Mm -hmm. it, that's good enough. It's the same Mm -hmm. data that through some people will come in through a light and other Mm -hmm. people will feel a heat. And all that matters is that you have the data. So if you right. are primarily someone who feels, don't worry if you don't see because you got what you need. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I think people want to they want to see because somehow they feel like that's more um, tangible maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessary. It's like redundant information if you can hear it and you can feel it. Do you still need to see it to know that it's there? Or is, is it enough that you have the data and you can use it in some way? So well, yeah mm-hmm. isn't it a beautiful thought to think
1: that, as newborns, when we come into this world, that we are know so much about what we like, what we don't like, because we get all of our readings from inside ourselves, and then, as we grow, our world starts conditioning us to look outside of ourselves for our answers, and pretty soon we don't know. We can't read those messages anymore. Like, I know that sometimes I can look at something and I just feel that it's, uh, sometimes a lot of people, when they'll walk in a room, they'll feel the room is cold or they'll feel the room is hot or they'll get some sort of feeling. Sometimes it comes from their heart. Sometimes it comes from their brain that we're, conditioning ourselves but anyway isn't it it's kind of exciting to know we did come in with this and Mm -hmm. and we maybe don't have it now is there a way to regain it i think just being
2: curious helps okay um it's one of those things that we tend to see more when we're open instead Mm -hmm. of i'll see it when i believe it um just i mean we don't have to believe to see but just being curious of what I notice when I walk into certain rooms and I can mm-hmm. sense, you know, folks there were not happy or mm-hmm. what do I notice yes. when I walk into certain yeah. environments? And I think we all have it. You know, if you observe newborn babies mm-hmm. and the way they stare off into space, they're not always looking directly in your eyes yeah. because they're seeing the energy around you. They feel it. Mm-hmm. And so it may look like they're looking at something over your shoulder. But they're Mm -hmm. just going, wow, you know, Joyce's energy (laughs) extends that far. How groovy. That's how newborns are sensing their world because they don't yet know the difference between being able to reach out and touch someone physically versus Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I, I feel the energy because on some level they still feel connected to everything. They still feel connected to the womb, for example. They haven't developed yet a sense of separateness like you're over there and I'm over here Mm -hmm. it's one big blob of energy yeah and so they're not always able to intuit your eyes from the energy over your left shoulder because it's all energy to them Mm -hmm. and it's only when we you know start becoming grown up that we say oh no Joyce is over here instead of over there and Mm. yeah so I think just by being curious um, energy tends to come in most of us uh, have a preferred method, like some people don't see, but they feel. And, you know, Joyce, you may be one of those people, you just feel it. Other mm-hmm. people might, I've uh, once in a while, I meet people who smell things, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. and, you know, someone else might just have a thought that comes in. Where did that thought come from? Well, I'm picking up on something in the air that someone else was just thinking about, you know, more mm-hmm. of that ESP connection thing. It's yeah. all energy, like little wavelengths, and whether you smell it, touch it, sense it, it's all good. Hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think we pay as much attention to it, and I'm glad that we are starting to play pay attention to it more and more. Um, I know, cer- certainly, by your your very um, successful career that it's a sign that more and more people are definitely becoming aware of the energy around us. Uh, But, you know, I do want to get back to, here's a young woman who has the, the, um, the world at her fingertips. She's traveling internationally. She's loving. She likes music, but she has some reservations. So how did you make that decision? Because that was a major change from oh. being so tactile with, the, or, with your violin and yes. expressing yourself. How did you make that decision to go into energy work? Because well, you were in a family where this would not be a oh gosh, welcome no, with no, open arms.
2: Not at all. Um, basically it was through my depression recovery Mm. because although I excelled on the violin, I knew that the, what, one of the reasons was I was channeling so much emotion and Mm -hmm. I knew that it through this violin, you know, people experience joy or Mm -hmm. I could play in such a way that brings people to tears. And that was wonderful. And when I'm off the stage or after the concert, uh, was over, I was mm-hmm. very sad all the time. And so uh, um, yeah. when I uh, decided that the career wasn't for me, I had an identity crisis. Oh, my gosh, if I'm not performing and achieving, who am I? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who I was because I would never asked. I was not encouraged to do that inner work. And I see this in so many women who have been raised, you know, most of my clients are, are, are folks that were raised to be good girls.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we,
2: we, yeah. we we are very sensible. We do the right thing. And it's always about <laughs> having the right answer and following the rules. Um, and so I was in a depression state for almost nine years, and it wasn't the kind that would have you unable to function. But right. I was hiding from people in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So because I have this mouth that can just talk, I was the kind of person who could go to a party and light up the room by being clever and, and witty and all these things and, and, and talk to everyone and have everyone all engaged, but say absolutely nothing really mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. myself. And it was a way mm-hmm. I had developed to hide. And so people it, through a series of breakups with, I mean, you know, i dating. I thought the man would be the answer to my depression. So yes. going from your relation to, I thought that is the solution. And every time <laughs> a relationship didn't work out, I thought it was, must have been because I didn't do something right. The focus mm. was being on right. So it, was, it wasn't until one particular breakup where I noticed something was wrong. This is not working. Mm. And I was walking around in kind of a numbed state that I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to. There's nothing You know, you just don't feel anything. You don't feel the joys. You don't feel You just like this numb day in, Mm -hmm. day out, Mm -hmm. numb. And I'm going to work and I'm numb and nothing touched me. And at that point, I did have a sense that I would have to do something because Mm -hmm. it had approached a point where I didn't want to live the rest of my life feeling so frozen, Let me ask you,
1: Adele, mm -hmm. let me ask you this question, because I've found it in talking with some people that I've coached with. They got to a point in their life where they thought they would die if they didn't do something about it. Did you feel that way? Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it drove me to do something out of my mind, which was to work with some medicine people, because I thought this was the craziest thing I'd ever heard of. Right. I didn't want to take antidepressants. I had tried a little bit of psychotherapy. Right. It, you yeah. know, didn't really work that much, and it was really the last ditch effort. And I was resisting the whole way, and through that process, things started to move. And then people said, this one person who I was working with said, "You know, why are you hiding your gift? You should be doing." This. And no, 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 <laughs> very resistant. I don't, I don't right. do work. I get work. I don't do. But the spirit was pulling me in this way. And I resisted it every moment. So I'm happy to see that these days most coaches seem to be embracing their calling. I hated the whole way. I was like, not going to do this, but I think that the spirit had better plans for me. And at some point when the client starts showing up, I said, fine, you know, if I'm going to do this, let's just see what happens. It'll all fail, and then I can go back to my job in IT. <laughs> well, it
1: didn't fail. So, oh yes, you know, you're good in IT too. I forgot about right. that. Right. So, because but that's have, where you can think. We have just about a minute until we go to break. So, I don't want to ask any big question, but uh, let me do a little short one. How long were you in the IT world? Because you went from oh, violent, yeah, to IT.
2: at least 10, 10 years. Oh, and that awesome. was the period. That was the period that I was working through the depression. Right. You know, came off yeah. the music circuit and had to work. Take yeah. a look at myself. Yeah, yeah. And you know, okay. I think the depression lifted fairly quickly, and then the rest of it was my own training to do the work. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, transition comes in all forms. We're we're totally caught off guard. Sometimes we get the desperate need, and for any of you that may be experiencing this. It's just getting to know where you want to go. So we're going to take a break and be back, and we'll talk more
0: about energy work. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network.
4: Spark Your Soul Radio with Anne Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose. Insights with heart. The Woohoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Anne Phyllis is a spiritual analyst Firestarter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose based principles of her signature soul sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Way. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: We are talking with Adele Wang, and she is a, a certified energy, I'm having trouble here, healer sorry Adele she's <laughs> awesome <laughs> no worries because I love working with her myself um, one of the things that we have that you mentioned in your story was perfectionism which we we grow up thinking and certainly you said it was very president present present in your family and that is the need to be perfect everything has to be perfect and so so many women get stuck in trying to be perfect. And you know, that that's one of the challenges that coaches have is that they all want to be so perfect that it can hold them back from really experiencing life and by using their talents.
2: So can you address that? Oh yes. Perfectionism is a topic near and dear to my heart. I have <laughs> lived a life of a recovering perfectionist. And so I, um, I'm very focused on this this vibration with my clients mm-hmm. because I was a pretty severe case of it. And mm-hmm. I just wanna say that it comes from basically a good place. It's not our enemy. It's the desire usually to avoid pain. Uh-huh. And if usually it's when if I don't know who I am because I was raised to think for a living instead of really feel myself through the through what I really wanted If I don't know who I am, I'm going to then um, rely on what the right answer should be. Because Mm -hmm. if I can do it right, then no one will criticize me. So if I am, you know, what would a a good friend, what is the right thing for me to say here when you're talking to me? What is the right uh, thing for a a friend or what, what a girlfriend should do? You know, and that's that whole thing of should I call, shouldn't I call, What you know. How how should I be in this relationship? And it's only a desire to stay safe. Why do I want to stay safe? I want to avoid pain, and hopefully someone will approve and love me. Mm-hmm. So it's coming from a desire for love and to avoid pain. And mm-hmm. once I think my clients can kind of hold that, it can loosen a bit, that it's not – Oh, there I go again with my perfectionism. Oh, gosh, I wish Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. How can I be so stupid? That kind of noise just shames this part of ourselves even more. And Mm -hmm. from an energy point of view, it makes everything stop. Nothing flows in the throes of perfectionism. And then we have problems with ulcers, migraine, headache, the constant drive to get it right because I don't know who I am. Uh-huh. So a lot of my own healing in working with uh, and and medicine people and the native people that I worked with was in because they don't think this way, you know the whole, um, you know, shoulding and how things should be, well at least with the folks that I studied, that's not as organic of a way as feeling the body, the the rhythms of nature. Where does your heart sing? How? Why mm-hmm. did you stop dancing? Where, when did yeah. you stop playing your music? And, and reclaiming that um, mm-hmm. was a big part of my healing. So hope that helps answer your question on perfectionism.
1: Well, you know, in my growing up, I, I think I struggle with the perfectionism because it was so tied to whether I got love or not. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, parents could turn away. They could show such anger. Mm-hmm. All of this is just... I mean, it just freezes a little person when they see that they make mistakes. And as a consequence of making an an innocent mistake, it turns into much more than just an innocent mistake.
2: And I think that's a great point. And that's why I would encourage all your listeners, especially those who are parents, Mm -hmm. perfectionism is something that is usually passed along. We're not yeah. born this way. So if, mm-hmm. you're par- if you were parented that way, it's because your mom or whoever was parented that way. And it's, it's just an energy that gets passed along. No one deliberately right. set out to put perfectionism on perfectionism on any young person. It came right. from a good place, a desire to keep you safe, a desire that you do well in school so that, oh, my gosh, we must make sure that Johnny can read and find a job and life will be mm. good. But yes, you know, yeah. it's not like oh. you can ask your children to be carefree, but you yourself are carrying the burden of – it, it just doesn't work that way. So the more work you can do to set yourself free from this gnawing energy, the better off your children will be without a whole lot of effort because otherwise yeah. you're, you're trying to fool them and pretend that nothing bothers you. But they can – they know. Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't use that
1: word perfectionism. We used the word right and wrong. You were wrong to do that, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think a lot of uh, people, my my history was most of mine were farmers from East Texas. They moved out from Indiana. And so they were working people in that they just knew right and wrong. You either did your job, you didn't do your job. So it was kind of interesting how it developed and it is it is so passed down from one generation to the next. So
2: it really is. And so what I've told some of my clients that um for some reason are the ones in their family to mm-hmm. take a stand, I said, you know, it's a little bit like you're the one for whatever reason has popped up in the lineage. To sort of uh-huh. change the direction of the gene pool because yeah. until someone dances with this themselves, the kids will just naturally pick it up. I mean, how could they not? Right. right. So yeah. I embrace anyone who's doing the inner work to, to lessen to, to get out of the the grips of perfectionism because then you find out who you really are and, and you know, I'm so excited with the work you do, Joyce, your, your values, you know, what? who are you? Mm-hmm. When you know that, perfectionism just isn't you just don't need to to do it, but when right. you don't, perfectionism becomes the best thing you can do mm-hmm. to avoid criticism and and hopefully be loved. I mean, that's why we right. do it, right? Well,
1: uh, you know, you talk about authenticity, and a person is authentic, authentic to themselves, but it's sometimes very difficult to even find what that auth. Authenticity is. Who
2: are we? You know, know, yeah, this is a question that comes up a lot with my clients because they are very conscious women and they want to be their authentic selves. And so they ask me, well, how do I know if I'm being authentic? And Mm -hmm. my answer on this one is that, you know, it's hard to say, you know, what your authentic self is, but you can, there is such a thing as being authentic in the moment, meaning that's Mm -hmm. all that's asked of us. Is in mm-hmm. the moment am I in my being am I am I at home in my body with whether feminine presence which is a body of work that helps a lot of women with anxiety and taps into the, the feminine way of running energy I can mm-hmm. only ask myself of the uh, the authentic response in this moment because that's all that's asked the idea of knowing my authentic self what does that mean you know that can feel kind of abstract but from moment Mm -hmm. to moment i can be in the moment Mm -hmm. and that is that feels really good Mm yeah well
1: you do a lot of energy i mean energy work with the feminine versus the masculine and i find so many women i'm remembering my career days in um uh in the corporate world where uh I would almost want to take, I went in thinking, okay, if I'm going into this meeting, then I need to be more in charge and I need to be more uh, of a masculine type. How did, would they think to do this decision or work in this group of men and maybe a few women? Um, So How does that play out in our lives, particularly with so many women Mm -hmm. in the business world?
2: Oh, yes. And this is an issue whose time has come because you're right. You know what? 15, 20 years ago, the emphasis was to be as good as a man and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for respectability. And then everyone almost tried to be a man. Mm -hmm. And what I've Mm -hmm. noticed in the body of work that I do with women is that a lot of the anxiety – the perfectionism, that stuff, is when women are not running their natural feminine essence, meaning Mm -hmm. an essence is a style. It is a a way that you as a woman run your energy. There's a masculine essence, which is the way a a man runs his energy. It's, It's a slightly different wiring, and this has nothing to do with political ideas of what is masculine or feminine. And, in fact, I'm very clear with my clients I'm not here to tell you how to be feminine. I want mm-hmm. you to find your natural style. Because when women remember what it's like to be in the feminine essence, they're just happier. And mm. it's the mm-hmm. feminine and masculine, they both work. We, we mm-hmm. both need them. But what happens is if you are running your energy primarily in a masculine way, you can get stuff done. But you're going to feel very tired. You will not Uh, feel juicy as a woman. You won't feel visible. You'll feel like a robot. Um, But you can get the same uh, accomplishment you will get. In fact, you'll be even more powerful. If I Mm. can show you some simple things to run your energy as a woman, your energy field of everything you say, whether you're trying to sell an idea at the museum or whatever, it's going to be more magnetic and attractive because you're—it's—it's it's like you're 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 comfortable in your skin, and everything right. will just. But ten percent of the population is actually more comfortable running the opposite gender's style, and yeah. that's fine. Right. But if I can just remind women, try it this way: the natural okay. feminine essence is attractive. Yeah.
1: Right. It, were you going to give it a technique? Because I didn't want you to get into it. Sure. We're go yeah. to, so yeah. going wanted- to Go to a break. So we are going to go to to a break and then we'll come back and do that i don't want them leaving Uh, i want them to come back they'll be anticipating and excited about coming back and hearing this because it's so big in the business Mm -hmm. world women try to be masculine and i want us to be feminine and therefore be magnetic so when we come back Adele will tell us how we can man- maneuver that delicate world between claiming our feminine versus working in the masculine essence of who we are. And also she'll tell us about her great program that she has on sacred feminine leadership, which is very important that we uh, adopt. So when we come back, we'll be talking with Adele Way.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on TogiNet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Do you want to get a
4: contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your high-on-life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern,
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second World. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Well, I can't believe that we are almost finished with our show, but we have one more fabulous session with Adele Wang, who is a energy medicine healer and has been sharing with us about energy that we all have around us and we've somehow from babyhood kind of forgotten that we have it. Um and she's told us we can reclaim some of it. So it's very interesting and how important it is to be aware of the energy that we do have in our bodies. Now, we've talked about the feminine versus the masculine and how you can use that to be successful at work and with your relationships, with your family, just anybody that you interact with. So Adele, I'd love for you to address that you were just getting into a point about how we could use that and then talk a little bit about your program
2: sure well if there's one thing i can share with all the women what i want all the women in the western hemisphere to know is how to access their natural feminine essence it is a way of running your energy that will feel better for you you'll feel less tired you'll feel more radiant as a woman because when a woman is in the feminine essence, she's going to feel more attractive. Feminine energy is magnetic. So people are attracted to you. Masculine essence is electric. So it goes out into the world seeking and it it focuses and it's about uh, vision and decisiveness and, and all that feminine is, is more of an attraction mode. Masculine is electric. Now, Within both genders, we need a combination of yin and yang, but Mm -hmm. there's going to be one style that's more predominant, and because I'm a woman, I Mm -hmm. learned as part of recovering from depression that when I ran my energy this way, I just felt better, and honestly, that's all I cared about. So Mm -hmm. now I share this with women. Um, It's a body of work. It's it's much bigger than I can get into in a few minutes here, but if I can just share with everybody one simple technique – and then, of course, Joyce, I would love to hear from you since you have actually utilized this mm-hmm. and had some lovely results. I was so proud of you. I was watching you on Skype going, look at her, very attractive. <laughs> but so, uh, so all the listeners, if you want to know if this works, you just talk to Ms. Joyce Buford here. <laughs> but anyway, so the way I describe this is that most of our culture is masculine. We are conditioned to think our way through life. Mm-hmm. And... The easiest way to stay in your head bubble, which is what I call it, it's like in cartoons, you know, where that little, there's those little globs that go out of people's heads. It's not thinking about this. I'm thinking about the bills. I'm thinking about what's the right thing to do. <laughs> and when we go up there, we're not fully present in present time. We're worried about tomorrow. We're upset about yesterday. Whatever. Right. So the easiest way for a woman to come back to who she really is is everyone just close your eyes for a moment and – Imagine dropping a light into what I call the womb space. It is a part of your physical body about three inches below your navel. And this is the source and the power of a woman's magnetic energy. And a lot of women are a little bit disconnected from this part of themselves. But just now, see if you can drop a light down there. It's towards the back, a little bit towards the spine, so it's not like, you know, right in front of your tummy. It's a little bit further back, and just hang out there. Put a light, and just breathe into this part of you. It's almost as if your hips have gills or something, like fish. Instead of breathing out of your shoulders or your neck or your throat, try breathing out of your hips three inches below your belly button. Just notice what that feels like. The a physical – in the beginning, you may be wondering, oh, God, I don't know if I'm feeling it, but get to know this part of you. Put a light down there and just notice what you notice. Most women can feel a sense of maybe a little bit of calm, stability. And then from this place, just amp up. It's as if you have a light globe of energy all around you, arms length out. Like, I call it um, the light globe. In the the work that I do with a feminine presence, the light globe. It's like one of those toys at Christmas where you shake it and snow is moving, you know, (laughs) a little Christmas theme. But make sure there is a skin around your energy field. That's very important. This is not about blasting the room with your energy. And in fact, that's what most empathic women do. They pick up on everybody else's stuff and they start blasting their energy and it's draining. So, Imagine that the skin is like the skin of a hot red tomato, juicy, and all of your feminine essence lives inside of this light globe. All of your radiance, your natural sensuality, your creativity, your thoughts, your emotions, everything lives in this light globe around you as you're anchored into womb space. And just feel what that feels like. Joyce, what are you experiencing as you just hold this feeling for yourself? Well, a feeling of being calmer,
1: of uh, warmth, um, Mm -hmm. just um, peaceful.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is home for a woman. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you were to do this simple exercise and nobody has to know, if you go to the grocery store or stand in line at the bank, just rocking it out, you know, with a light below your belly button, slightly below uh, next to the spine, and you amp up your light globe, everyone notices you. All of a sudden, everyone starts smiling. And it's not like unwanted Attention. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. But when you Mm -hmm. hold your natural radiance this way, you'll stand out and -hmm. you're more magnetic without having to say anything. Mm. Because the masculine energy is about, they like to put their focus on things. They love to see, you know, oh, what's that over there? And the feminine Mm -hmm. essence likes to be seen. So there has to be a containment of your energy. Now, when you're holding your energy this way, don't worry. A lot of women get nervous. They feel like, oh, my God, you know, I'm just going to be taken over. Actually, the light globe will help you feel in an unguarded protection, meaning Mm -hmm. you won't have to worry about having to shield yourself from other people's negativity. Like some people hold a shield up like, oh, my God, you know, but when you hold it in this way, like a skin, you can be fully present while someone is going off at you or whatever, and Mm -hmm. you won't Mm -hmm. feel so triggered. and. You'll be much more attractive to selling an idea. If you're on a date, this is very useful. More polarity in a marriage. So there's a masculine and feminine polarity is very helpful Mm -hmm. in a marriage. Mm -hmm. We're in a culture where people are sort of coming towards the middle. You know, like we need the polarity. And this is not anything to do with who, you know, if you're physically male or female, it just means that. Most women are more comfortable with this style. But like I said, there are exceptions, and that's fine. In a relationship, there's always going to be someone that naturally carries more of the masculine essence and another Mm -hmm. one that naturally carries. And that is what makes there's a certain rhythm. So we're not all trying to be, like, neutral, Mm -hmm. you know. And so when I discovered my natural feminine radiance, I was just calmer and happier. Joyce, I'd love for you to share. What was your experience? I was so excited for you. When you went down here and started speaking from the womb, what happened?
1: Well, I think it's more of being authentic. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're standing there and you're feeling what's really inside you, it's like a – for me, because – It's when I, particularly when I'm delivering a workshop or working with people as a coach, it's more about being receptive, hearing Mm -hmm. it unconditional, and being there, just being there Mm -hmm. and being who you are. Yep.
2: Yep. That is the natural feminine radiance happening. And Mm -hmm. you didn't have to force it. You didn't have to push it. Many women who are in the masculine are pushing way too hard and they're exhausted all the time. So it's more of an, if we can stop pushing, which is a masculine and more attracting, you can get just as much done. You still Mm -hmm. have to have some yang, you know, but you you can be very, you can be in your anger in the feminine essence. This is not about always being flowy and stuff like that, but when you are in the feminine essence, it just feels better. You won't like fall apart. You know, so yeah. this is Such what um, great stuff. I found very helpful.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, tell my listeners how they can find you and yeah. a, a be exposed to your program. Because you have sure. a fabulous program.
2: Yes. Um, I uh, teach women um, the art of feminine presence as part of helping women get out of perfectionism. Oh, my gosh. Will it, it will really help you out and getting out of anxiety and stress. Yeah. So my goal is Good. not to just have people cope. You know, everybody's trying to cope with stress. I'm like, I want you to just rock it out, you know, to the, right. the next level. And in order to do that, we have to do an up-level of your entire operating system. So I, right. I do talk about the feminine essence. If people want to go to my website, safehavenhealing.net, um, they can sign up for my e-zine. I have a program called Sacred Feminine Leadership. I will be uh, forming groups um, coming up soon, so if this interests you, go to my website, net, sign up for the e-zine, and I'll let you know when the Sacred Feminine Leadership Program will be launching, and it's all about helping you feel juicy as a woman again, mm-hmm. so that you can attract the clients you want, uh, get more, you know, be more visible, a lot of women are yeah. feeling invisible these days, and just generally happier. Because yeah. you're a woman, well, so if you run your energy to, in a feminine style, yeah,
1: it'll work I want better. to encourage all my listeners to go there. We have just a brief time to be with you, Adele, and yeah. I want to say that it's always a pleasure to visit with you, and thank, thank you for you. being on my program today. Oh,
2: thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation. Always a joy to talk with you, <laughs> Joyce. Well,
1: you know, we we are just constantly growing, and I love how... We You provide this very unique support for women. It's it's so important that we go inside and fa- find where our energy really is from and that it's it's alive inside of us and it's wanting to help us build the life that will give us lots of rewards with happiness and joy and fulfillment. So thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, Joyce. Enjoyed it. As we are about to end our program today, I want you to know that there are so many resources out there. Adele Wang is one of the most wonderful ones you can use. But also there's the resource of my workshop coming up that will be in May the 6th. And you can go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com and sign up for my newsletter, which will get you to the information about the upcoming workshop. So put that on your list. Be sure and do that because I'd love to see you in the audience and I will be in my feminine energy. So until next week, thank you for being with us today.
0: Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services and.